Welcome to Solutions for Health and Happiness with Claire and Helen, the Lightning Process team. Want to live a life you love? Start here. Hello and welcome to episode six of our podcast. I'm Helen Harding and my co-host is Claire Brooker. Hello everybody. It's great to have you back here today for the second part on a dozen ways to avoid sabotaging yourself. So that was a podcast we started on the last episode, but unfortunately, because we like a bit of a chat, we kind of run out of time. So we thought we'd separate it and give you two good bite-sized pieces. So how's your week been, Claire? It's been really good, thanks, Helen. I've come back from Barcelona this week, which is very exciting. So yeah, I had a fantastic time. Thank you very much. Um, How about you? I wasn't in Barcelona. I had the lighting process this week. So Ooh. hi to all my clients. I hope you're having a great time and doing some really fun stuff. And I'll be speaking to you next week. Excellent. Excellent. So Claire's going to give us a very quick recap on what we went over in the last podcast. And then we'll continue with part two. Fantastic. Yeah, so guys, we left you on a bit of a cliffhanger last time. Um, but just to give you a quick recap, we were talking about how language is so powerful and how it can really affect how we feel and how we operate in our lives. We talked about how quite a lot of the time we may talk about what we don't want rather than what we do want and this can confuse our brains at times and it's all, and it's all about making things easier for our brains to understand so that we can get focused on what we want. We also talked about the effects of using too many I can'ts in our language and also using the phrase that really keeps us stuck I don't know. So we're going to continue looking at language that could potentially sabotage you and this is of course Um, blind spots for quite a lot of people. Another one of the strategies that we can use to sabotage ourselves is using the words try. Mm. I'm going to try really hard. Now it's really interesting the word try because it it shows that actually you're attempting to do something but it's Mm. a subtle way of putting in a negative as well because it gives you an option not to do it. It gives you a get out. And if you say, you know, if you were to come to me and I'd say, oh, I'll try and make your appointment tomorrow, you'd probably (laughs) be a little bit unsure about whether I was going to be there or not. So it'd be really reasonable. So, you know, try has the potential of just being really Mm non-committal. So look at how you can replace that with something like, I'm going to do this or I will do this. Yeah. And see how that feels. Yeah, that, that's much more committed, isn't it, Helen? Yeah. You know, I will do this, I'm going to do it. Um, similarly, a lot of our clients would use language such as, I hope this will work for me, or I hope it will work out. This, I hope, is very similar to, I'm going to try in this respect, because again, it seems positive, but on the flip side, again, it's implying uncertainty as if you don't really have much influence on whether things are going to work out or or not. You're just hoping that they will. And what we do within the work that we do is always encourage people to, to find how they can be influential. And another way of sabotaging is looking at words and how often you say things like, I should do this or I must do that. It's like you're creating this list of things that you feel beholden to do, but actually, do you ever get round to them? Should is a kind of foolproof way to create resistance in your life, and the musts are the same. 
So look at the ways that you can use language in a really good way. And instead of saying, I should, say, I'm going to. Yeah. Or, I'm choosing to. And these are ways where you're actually making more of a commitment to yourself. And you'll also get through a lot more of your job list. Definitely, Helen, definitely. Whenever I catch myself using, you know, I should or I must do this, it's almost like my brain becomes this rebellious teenager. It's like, you know, when you had teachers at school or your parents going, look, you know, you should really be doing this, you should really be doing that, look, you must get this done before you can see your friends. It's almost like, oh, well, I don't want to do it then. So, you know, it's um, like you were saying, it's so much better to to use the phrase actually i'm going to choose to work through my to-do list today rather than oh i really should do that yeah Mm. or even better i'm going to choose three things off of it and get them done exactly and that's that's a really good tip helen how about looking at other strategies that that we use and other ways of using language that kind of trip us up and and sabotage our, our good intentions yeah one that springs to mind for me helen is um the phrase of I want to be in control. I want to feel in control. Again, something that clients often often come to, to the sessions with. And um, it, it's very common to, to want this. However, it can also trip us up. Why? Well, because control is often associated with, you know, being quite rigid and being stressed. A lot of people say things like, oh, I just have, uh, I really want to control this stressful situation. I really want to control this stress. It's almost like, you know, the stress is a wild tiger that is completely out of control. So when you when you say that you want to be in control, it often implies that you're out of control or something is out of control. Instead, start to use the word influence. So for example, it would be, actually what I really want is to influence this situation for the better. This frees you up and makes you much more flexible in dealing with stuff. And also, you know, think back to, we spoke a few podcasts ago about the serenity prayer and people try and control Mm. things that aren't actually even in their control. So also be aware of anything that you're trying to control or trying to influence, which actually isn't in your remit. Yeah. Just look at the things that you can do something about it and take the courage to do that. So the next one is, I'm pleased with what I've done, but... Mm. How often do you hear the little buts in statements? Lots and lots. (laughs) (laughs) Buts a brilliant way to belittle any positive achievement. It's almost like it makes the first part of the statement that you've just given a negative. Definitely. It almost just wipes it out like it was never there. Mm. And you need to really look at your language around things like buts because they creep into sentences and what they do is they actually negate all the good things and they tend to really enhance the issues that are going on and the problems that are going on. So be weary, really aware of those. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's almost like imagining that you have a child excitedly running up to you with a picture they painted of the Queen. And they're really excited saying, look at this, look at this. I'm so pleased with the drawing that I've done. And then imagine saying something like this to them. Yeah, it's good, but her nose doesn't really look like that. You know, in one sentence, you've completely sabotaged that child's joy at having created something. And that's basically what we're doing with ourselves. So, you know, our advice would be stop using buts or, you know, replace a but with an and. So it'd be something like, I'm pleased with what I've achieved today, 
and I'm going to finish off the rest of my to-do list tomorrow. Really good tip there. Mm. So one for you all to, to take away from the podcast today. Yeah. Another one I wanted to mention today uh, was something that is, I just think is so co- common with people is the phrase, I really need to do this right or I really want to do this right. Now, of course you do. We all we all do. Um, but the trouble is, if you want to do it right, quite often there's a wrong way. So if you're not doing it right, then you must be doing it wrong. And for a lot of us, doing things wrong is completely and utterly unacceptable. Especially, you know, if you, if you tend to do a bit of perfectionism yeah. from time to time. And I'm sure that's going to be a subject of a future podcast. I think so. I think so. It does come up a lot, doesn't it? It does. Um, so, you know, if, if, you know, if making a mistake or not doing things right is completely unacceptable, what happens is we become absolutely paralysed by this right or wrong conflict. Um, what we can do, actually, is we can bypass this by replacing the word right with the word words useful or effective. For example... Um, instead of I want to do this right, we would change this to I want to do this in an effective way or a useful way. This phrase bypasses any of those negative, messy emotions around right or wrong and keeps you moving forwards rather than keeping you stuck. And it also takes it away from just being black or white. Definitely. You know, it, it's about giving you some opportunities for different things. Yeah. So our final one of the dozen for today is a statement which is, I'm quite happy today. The use of the word quite in a sentence is actually confusing. And we ask ourselves, are you happy or aren't you happy? Because actually what you want to do is allow yourself to fully commit to positive feelings. I am happy today. Just say that to yourself and see how it feels differently from saying something like, I feel quite happy. There's a lot of difference and it fires up all different neurology and feels brilliant. I totally agree, Helen. I think sometimes in our culture, we're more comfortable in a way with committing to negative experiences. Like, for example, oh, you know, that, that was a horrendous thing that happened. And sometimes we can be quite hesitant in saying things are, things are really good or, you know, you feel happy. But we really do need to commit to every single happy feeling that we create for ourselves. So everyone, just check out how you communicate with yourself. How you use language can massively impact on how you feel, how you behave, what action you take during your day. Take on board these tips today and see how you feel differently by the end of the day brilliant well thanks for that claire it's great that you joined us today we'd love to hear any questions that you've got for us so contact us at our website which is www.lightningprocess.co.uk and sign up to our newsletter as well and you can receive the transcriptions of these podcasts if you'd like them have a great week and we'll see you soon see you soon guys bye Thanks for joining us. Until next time, you're one step closer to living a life you love.